This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right. We're on. I can hear stuff. Cool. Welcome to the Full 90 Extra Time Podcast, our weekly look into the Seattle Sounders FC nerdy soccer culture fan outrage. I'm so mad. In an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league not funded by foreign royalty, MLS. Do us a quick solid and click on through to the Apple Podcasts, rate and review the show, definitely five stars, but primarily, tell us your favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC player, from Wade Weber, that's my favorite, to Clint Dempsey and his sack-tapping, wrist-taped hand. <laughs> Just please, no Freddie Lundberg, of course. Uh, this week, no match, it's a bye week and a chance for everyone to get a little bit healed up. On Twitter, Stefan Fry said, horrible week for us Sounders FC, and apologies to the fans, we have to do better than that. Rest assured, we'll work hard these next two weeks to improve thanks as always to our traveling fans get home safe ebfg which is great from him um but he him of all people do not does not need to apologize <laughs> i feel like he's the uh, for the last two seasons has been the rock in yeah. this team he's always dependable you can always count on him to be solid back there which is cool I learned a thing or two about building walls also recently. I'm trying to build a wall in my backyard as I do some landscaping, and uh, nowhere could you buy a Stefan Fry to put into that wall, which seems odd to me. Is it it to keep all the people from Marysville out, or what's the... No, Brandon. (laughs) They have a a Sonic drive-in in in Marysville, I found out today. Marysville at the top of my list of awesome right now. Wow. Sonic drive-in is going to have a pickle slush this summer. <laughs> a pickle-flavored, a pickle juice slushy. Not a cankle slush, as people <laughs> might have misheard <laughs> on the radio this morning. Yes, not a cankle slush. I mean, someone's probably into that, though. Also weird. All right, so uh, no match this week. It's a bye week. The team going to use it to uh, heal up. Uh, the Seattle Sounders FC2 were kind of the stars over the weekend, kicking off the action in a brand new stadium. Yeah, uh, S2 gets their first, I'm, I'm going to start calling them the Seattle-Tacoma, Seattle Sounders FC2, so the SeaTac 2. Um, SeaTac <laughs> FC2? Yeah, so they got their start uh, last weekend in, in with their first home match ever played in Tacoma as the cool. team just switched uh, switched locations from playing at Starfire to their first season in Tacoma this year. I did not get to see anything that Casey Catherwood did. I did not go to the match. Just heard great things. And that guy is a nut, and he's been doing wonderful things. First, uh, Tacoma Stars at one point. Uh, he's always been with the Tacoma Rainiers. Now he gets to help out making fun stuff for halftime and whatnot with the SeaTac FC2. Yeah, the match looked amazing. Um, it's it's awesome that it looks like the supporters are able to use controlled smoke in their section, so that really adds a lot to the cool. environment. Um, something they weren't able to do at Starfire. Uh, so it looks great. Um, I mean, it's been legal in Washington now for a few years. So <laughs> We get it, supporters, you vape. <laughs> uh, good for them, though, to, to get that season started with a 2-1 win. Um, what a what an awesome game, it, especially a win against Portland. 
Um, and uh, another big thing for them, a uh, 15-year-old Azriel Gonzalez, or Azriel Gonzalez. Does not vape. It, does not vape, thankfully, only 15. <laughs> <laughs> we got to come up with the uh, the Bud Light Virgin Limerita man of the match again for Azriel Gonzalez. <laughs> um, but he made his professional debut 15 years old. My 15. God. My God. He is barely... What were you doing when you were 15, Brandon? <laughs> when I was 15, I was in like my junior high jazz band and wearing fedoras and ties to school like a big, stupid nerd. <laughs> uh, but hey, at the time, the radio station at the end was uh, playing a lot of Cherry Pop and Daddies. Zoot, uh, zoot, riot. Yeah, so it was really working out riot. for me. It was working out for me in the fact that I thought I was cool because I knew how to like kind of swing dance, but it was not working out for me in any department in which a teenager would like to be popular i had a grunge punk band at the time called kudzu and uh you know we played in my parents garage and the ophthalmologist that lived across the street hated us i also saw that ophthalmologist pardon the pun for uh, all my eye related stuff and he uh he definitely had to be nice to me in his office and he kept seeing me so i guess it worked out well hey Neither of us are, were as cool as Azriel Gonzalez is currently playing professional, professional soccer, soccer player, player yeah. for SeaTac 2. Congratulations, SeaTac 2 FC, or FC2, rather. That's good. Okay, so um, we're talking about a team that is not the first team Sounders, and I think there's a good reason for that. Hi. Garbage. Hot garbage. Hot garbage. Hot garbage. Hot garbage. Hot garbage. We're taking the best, the worst, and the absolute crap. It's hot. It's garbage. It's hot garbage. <laughs> it caught me off guard, Brandon. Oh, I know. It caught me I off know. guard. We listened to it so many times. Oh, it doesn't get any less funny. At least we think it's funny. I don't care. Two weeks in a row, Brandon. This is going to be a tough one to get our heads wrapped around, and that is a starting with hot and hot garbage, hot garbage. We got to start with stuff that was hot over the weekend, and boy, there was not a lot of that. Yeah. So Sounders uh, went down to Dallas, or actually came up to Dallas after <laughs> after losing to uh, Chivas in Guadalajara. Yeah. They came up to play Dallas in Texas, or actually. They played Frisco. They played Dallas Frisco in FC? Frisco, Texas. Yes. <laughs> Do they have a Frisco FC two? <laughs> they actually don't. They don't have a second team yet. I think they're like partnered with Oklahoma or something. Or Arizona, one yeah, of those two. I yeah, can't remember. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, so the game was just it was it was bad again. Uh, another poor showing. Uh, a three nil loss to <laughs> to Dallas, uh, a team that doesn't look particularly scary. Hasn't had a lot of teeth in the last uh, year or so. So trying to pull something hot from this was. Uh, not too, not too easy. Looks like there was some pretty sweet hand and nuts actually though in the 37th minute with Clint Dempsey seeing red. Hey, uh, yeah, a lot of people have been calling it a handball, uh, (laughs) and you know, Okay, well, it's it's a good pun. I'm, I'm into it. Okay, you're, that'll play for you. Yeah, that'll okay. play. Can you can you look at this match and see anything where you're like, oh my god, hot? <laughs> uh, I will say I will say the hot parts. Uh, Lamar Nagel looked like he was the only person that had uh, a lot of heart in that match. Um, came off the bench, really like lit things up. Yeah, came off the bench due to a Clint Dempsey red card, which we can get into more of that later. I'll say Kelvin Leardam also was fired up. He was straight up yelling at a guy just like who like took a pretty. Easy dive there on some contact. Dive. Yeah, he was like he was bent over, full on screaming at a dude. That was pretty. That was hot. On top of that, he played uh, incredibly well. I mean, he he got caught out of position once, almost led to a goal. Thankfully, Stephen Fry was back there. But Kelvin Leardam also had uh, two goal line clearances that oh. um, hot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This game could have ended 
five, six, seven, zero, uh, not in our favor. Shame uh, on uh, Frisco FC for not being able to uh, to pull that off. Yeah. FC Frisco, is that what I'm supposed to FC say? FC Frisco, yeah, I think I like that the most. They, uh, they just had a lot of poor decision making in the final third where they could have put this to bed and then buried it and forgot about it for three years and came back and still <laughs> beat it again. Uh, something else, uh, a good note here from you. Uh, Christian rolled on. Christian was called into the U.S. men's national team and named most underrated MLS player by his peers, which seems, I don't know if that's like a, that's like a, oh, your haircut makes you look thinner. Like, oh. <laughs> it's a non-compliment compliment. Hey, thanks. Hi. So, um, okay, so that like gets... It sort of gets the positives out of the way, unfortunately. And on top of that, like we can, we can, on top of Christian being called into the U.S. national team, we can say that Ramon Torres, who is the captain of Panama, was called into the Panamanian national team. Sure. These are all for friendlies, basically warm ups for the, uh, uh, World Cup, which uh, Christian and the U.S. national team will not be playing in. <laughs> Hold on one sec. Garbage. Exactly. Thanks, Daz. Um, then you've got Gustav Svensson, uh, who got called into Sweden, which is great, and then Jordi Delem, who was called into uh, a little team called Martinique. So uh, cool. four players from the national team. And then that doesn't include there's a few S2 players called into the U20 teams and U17s and things like you gotta that. you got to think Kim Kihi is going to get the call, too. I, I don't actually know for sure, but uh, central defense, yeah. a guy like that for South Korea. A lot of these, who made the World Cup? Yeah, a lot of these friendlies are um, are in preparation, and what they're trying to do is you you have your guys who are solidified on that roster. So you Kim Kihis, your Roman Torreses, and things like that. But you're looking for twenty five man twenty five man depth. There. Yeah, yeah, you're looking to bring in those players who are uh, kind of fringe players. Is this person going to earn their way onto the World Cup squad with yeah. um, a great friendly match against whoever you might be playing? All right, from hot to garbage. Garbage. Sounders that haven't scored a goal in MLS play this entire season. Now there's concurrent competitions well there were concurrent competitions going on and so they haven't scored a competitive goal in nearly 300 minutes i can't even do the math on that that's like a full week of work or something <laughs> worth of time uh, they've been outscored seven nil look at that i used the right word seven nil in that uh, 300 minute period that's crazy yeah that's a three nil loss to dallas Garbage. That's a uh, 3-0 loss to Chivas. Garbage. And that's the 1-0 home opener uh, season loss to Chivas 3.0, a.k.a. LAFC. I would call that hot garbage. That, even. that was hot garbage, that whole match. was. Anyway, it's a really, really rough week. You've got players tweeting their apologies. You've got sure. um, fans calling for the GM's head, as we kind of talked about in the last episode, if you want to hear uh, yeah. that. Um yeah, it's been it's just been a rough week. Uh, the team looks like they don't have any teeth. You uh, have players out left and right, injured, red card, suspension. Now we're going to run into national team call ups. Who are we playing without? Um, you know, our depth striker is looking is looking bad. This is all floating very heavily on hot garbage or garbage. But right now, uh, these matches. Garbage. I would say that there's a guy that does radio at K Rock in L A, a sister station of ours. His name is Ted Striker. Perhaps that's the guy you look at. For, that is who we need for the for the call up. Um, there's a really good gif that we'll throw into the sure. blog with this podcast. Uh, so if you want to find this, go to 1077thend.com. Right. Um, and you'll be able to find this gift. But somebody pulled the, the Big Lebowski <laughs> scene. and uh, Leave it at that. Yeah, it's, 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 it's perfect. Incredible. It's amazing. So the team is lacking identity currently. It's kind of hard to understand. With all these different lineups that we've seen, with all these injuries, with all these unknowns, what are we looking at? Yeah, it's hard. We've gone from a team uh, last year when our offense was lacking. We had a very staunch and like immovable defense. 
defense. Yeah. The year before or a few years prior, you know, we've we were known for our attack, you know, and even last year with Ladero and Victor Rodriguez and Clint when they were firing on all cylinders, amazing attack. Um, and that's that's an identity that we've had for a long time. Oba sure. and Clint, uh, the, uh, Montero back in the day. And when Oba left, we expected it to be like, eh, but it turned out to actually be all right. Yeah, it was okay. Back-to-back and, MLS Cup appearances. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, but right now, it, it's it's you know it's not easy to just go get a player to fill in. I don't know if if signing a new striker would have prevented three goals from being scored on us against uh, Dallas. It was a. It I was would a, say that a little bit. Smarter hustle from Roman Torres and defense would have prevented at least a goal. From- yeah, yeah. I mean, in that that second goal, um, or sorry, the third goal where Roland uh, Roland Lama is just an uncontested chip. He he had a run in right in the box, was able to chip it right over Fry's head. Nothing Fry could really do about it. Um, when you rewatch that play, Roman is ten yards up, basically playing as a as a holding midfielder. He tends uh, to get caught at least. Uh, half a dozen paces away from the guy that he's supposed to be marking, and that leaves like a lot of space for people to who are specifically who are quick to be able to get around him and get into the box, which has been since his joining Seattle has been sort of an issue. Might be a big presence in the box, but he leaves a little bit too much room and can easily burn. There's a lot of like times where you see like an offside trap maybe that's being tried to be thrown, and he's gonna get burned by every time. Now he hustles, he like works really hard, he wants to win, obviously, but I think sometimes his man marking is a little bit suspect. Yeah, and you would think that, you know, yeah, we're playing that, uh, Sounders are playing that match 53 minutes. Dempsey gets sent off in the 37th min- minute. Garbage. I don't know. That might be hot garbage. I, I'm with you. Uh, Dempsey gets sent off in the 37th if you, if minute. If you look at Twitter, it's definitely hot garbage. <laughs> uh, and so we're playing a majority of that match down a man. So you would expect the team to kind of bunker in a little bit. Yeah, we're already down 1-0 by the time that we lose Dempsey. Um you expect the team to bunker in and and try to maybe come back on a counter, maybe lose a lot of possession in the midfield and and forward areas, but really try to hold it and contain it in the back. Uh, the distribution was poor. Ramon Torres was consistently 10, 15 yards uh, up and out of position up the field. And um, yeah, I think that that plays into a, a, just an overall pretty poor match. I'm going to nominate something for hot garbage. Hot garbage. And that is the passing in the first half by the Seattle Sounders FC. My God, their passing completion. I haven't seen the, I actually looked at the stats specifically, but just watching with my eyeballs as the game was played, that was some hot garbage. Yeah, I mean, most of those passes looked like they were going out of bounds. You had guys like looking at each other, shaking their heads, but then the guy that was just shaking his head at the other guy for making a bad pass would then just turn around and do the same exact thing. So it, it wasn't like there was one player who was just so, so shockingly bad in Dallas. You, It was a collective effort trying. It, it almost looked like they were trying to not pass it to each other. <laughs> oh, there's an open spot in the field over there. Cool. <laughs> hey, look at that. That is not what we meant by find some space in the field. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been a. It was a challenge to watch that, and not uh, the the passing was as bad as the attendance at uh, FC Frisco for sure. It's interesting because I was listening to another um, soccer podcast recently, um, and they were talking about how over generations, over uh, changing managers and maybe the entire roster changes, about how certain things about certain teams yeah. stay the same. Um, the, it's it's baked into the core identity. This this specific person was talking about Manchester United, um, but when you look at the Sounders, uh, as I was watching this game, and 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 despite the fact that we've made back to back appearances in MLS Cup, uh, and even winning one of those, despite the fact that we've got a supporter shield and four U.S. Open Cups under our belt, there is something about this team where 
the watching this specific match reminded me of sitting in a bar in Bellingham a few years ago and watching the Sounders in the playoffs against Portland getting absolutely just shammered by uh, the Timbers and thinking like what we can't pass the ball we can't uh, make the easy passes we're always looking to to try to turn something into an attack and I think that we've gotten a lot better I think that under um, with with Ladero and when you say we you mean your passing has actually gotten my, better my passing your creativity yeah, on yeah. the pitch when is I'm like... in, when I'm in the press box or in the stands <laughs> uh, my I'm just really helpful out there but but the team itself has has gotten so much better under Lagerway and under Schmetzer and things like that with with these better key pieces in the midfield being like Nicholas Ladero which happy birthday by the way today. oh hey buddy yeah, yeah. Feliz Copleanos uh yeah what he said I I can't do that. Yeah, that's what that is, right? The Spanish. Yeah, I think Happy you're right. Birthday, yeah, yeah, that's what they sing to me in Azteca when I go. Oh yeah, um, you want to go there now? I do. Oh, Happy birthday, Brandon. Yeah, least cumpleaños. I wish. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, the, what I was saying is this identity seems to be somewhat baked into this team. It's fru- just so frustrating to watch. Somebody had a really great tweet. Twenty fourteen. Uh, oh, it's Sounders are terrible in March. And then they end up being okay. 2015, oh my God, the Sounders are terrible in March. This panic, fire everything. Yeah. It's 2016. 2017, same thing. 2018, same thing. August doesn't, I mean, the season doesn't start till August. Right, exactly. You just got to keep it together, specifically with the World Cup coming up. Yes. You're going to really test your resources. The big question, though, is what resources? There's not any depth. We're going to have some pretty serious problems as fans watching a team bringing guys off of, you know, I saw a Sounder at Heart suggest the like nine worst signings you could do for Ford and the last one. <laughs> to bring back Mike Facito, now a Harvard golf coach. <laughs> he might be a little more, I think they said stout. <laughs> uh, Mike, just uh, a little fun piece of trivia. Mike Facito's nickname on the team when he was Hi. with the team was Meat. <laughs> Coined by current head coach Brian Schmetzer, who was a assistant head coach at the time. Now, there's so much hot garbage to get to, but unfortunately, it, for the most part, comes from the world of fan outrage on Twitter. <laughs> Connor tweets, Clint Dempsey, 100% deserved a red card. Quit lying to yourselves. This is my favorite evergreen tweet coming up right here, uh, meaning this tweet could be tweeted at any point and it would make a lot of sense. I unplugged and went to yoga and it looks like I missed Clint Dempsey angrily <laughs> clapping angrily after getting a red card. <laughs> Every season, you got to figure that there's going to be something like that. He's feisty. He's a fighter like that. Now, the VAR is the thing that really busted the chops of the Sounders this week. Yeah, has has Dempsey been wronged by the VAR? Did VAR drop a deuce from this game unnecessarily? Hot garbage. Or was or was the referee Chris Pento right to send off Clint for an unwanted brush of the opposing lad's nads? Everything that we saw gross. <laughs> Excellent writing, but gross. I didn't see that and Hot garbage. <laughs> now Every angle that we saw on television, we would presume was the same thing or similar to what the referee might be seeing when it's like looks so obvious that Clint Dempsey punched a dude in the wiener. I got to say that on the radio several times. Kind of the highlight of the month for me, okay? <laughs> um, but then to turn around and see one extra shot that we hadn't seen before, it looks like Clint Dempsey might not have been as guilty as everyone thought. Yeah, and if we walk through the play, they're both in the box. Uh, the ball is in at Clint's feet. Uh, the ball is actually over in a different area where Hinwala Buana, my favorite name to say, um, yeah, great. falls over in the box. Ooh, it, he had a rough it, game. Yeah, he did. Um, young guy, first MLS start. But anyway, so Clint's over in the box, and um, 
the Dallas player, the Frisco player, my bad, yeah, thank uh, you. was holding Clint's arm. He's standing behind Clint, holding Clint's arm. From the angle, from the angle, when you first saw it, and you can tell oh. me, when you first saw it, you're like, that's a red, I mean. I was like, garbage. Clint cocked his arm back, brought it back, elbowed the guy in the nuts, and uh, he falls over holding his midsection. Yeah. I think this tweet uh, from Art says, I love watching your skill on the ball and the runs you make and how you set up teammates, but your attitude sucks half the time. You see this time and time again with Clinton Dempsey that he's uh, that he's he's a real hard player. He's out there. Sorry, Army helicopter flying by. Wow, that was weird. That was crazy. Clint's out there hustling, but also some, you know sometimes you see kind of the ugly side of Clint Dempsey. And so for that to happen, and to see him clapping at the ref and being sent off, it all kind of feels like how it always feels when this happens. Yeah. Kind of like your evergreen tweet comment. But then to get this extra view of it... Yeah, and, and, and the hard part is, who knows if the referee had this angle uh, that the TV broadcast didn't have during yeah. the match. Who knows if he was operating under the same angles that if we had had those same angles, I would have made the same call as him. Absolutely. However, I thought he, for sure. I was like, oh, here we go again, Clint Dempsey. If he had that extra angle, then there's a question to be asked. Was that deserved? What was he looking at? You know, the, the some people have made the argument that even slapping the wrist away. So this extra angle show, shows, which, what we should say, is that this extra angle shows that uh, the Dallas player, the Frisco player, did have a hold of Clint Dempsey's wrist. Clint went to slap his wrist away. It's like to tear it away. Yeah, and basically punch the guy's wrist uh, away from his own uh, body. Now... Yeah, that would hurt. I don't feel like getting punched in the wrist would feel great. However, these kinds of uh, uh, tussles and and fighting in the box and hand, you know, it's 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 it happens. It's it's part of the the sport. It's it's a it's you're a, gonna be blowing that whistle a whole lot more if you're gonna police all of that. Right. Every time a guy walks up to another guy in a in a tussle around the referee and pushes him away, like is that going to be a red card? Or like what? But are th- also every set piece ever. Right. It's so dirty, and that's just part of it. You're professional athletes. It's a physical contact sport. This is what happens. The guy sold it better than anything. I think he had us all fooled, and we thought we had the evidence to corroborate it, and it turns out maybe we didn't. Sure, I'm gonna I'm gonna defend a guy who just got punched in the nuts all day, right? Like I don't I don't want that to be a part of this game. And we've seen Clint Dempsey do that same thing in a previous match, and which is ironically uh, or coincidentally at least refereed by the same referee here. And he we watched a very clear angle this time. Clint just drop it down and punch the dude right in the ball sack, and that sucks. Yeah. Um. It's VAR so far has not proven to do anything but be really a disruptor. And if it's going to get it wrong like that, the VAR hot garbage. And something to something here to think about: Clint Dempsey gives the referee Chris Penso. Uh, he gives him a reason, right? Yeah. Uh, you have to be above that. You have to be. But at the same time, this looks like one of those situations. It's just a run of the mill. Hey, get your hands off me type situation. Yeah. Didn't even make contact with the the privates. And um, <laughs> I like uh, Tony uh, on Twitter made a good comment. It's hard for me to panic about the Sounders, about Sounders FC. Tony, get it right, okay? Well, it sucks to see them play this badly. Well, I'm improvising. Well, it sucks to see them play this badly. We all know how this dance works. Just need to make the playoffs, which is ridiculously easy to do. He's right. We've said it a million times on this podcast already. 
The season starts in August. Once everything comes together post-World Cup, you just got to be sixth or better in order to make it to the postseason. Twice now, the uh, Seattle Sounders FC have been able to pull off that feat and make it to the MLS Cup back-to-back years without being the best team. Yeah, we've seen it two out of the last three years. Uh, even Portland, when they went to the MLS Cup and won, they were in sixth place. The following year, when Sounders won, we were in sixth place. Uh, last year, I believe we were the Sounders were in uh, second or third by the time the playoffs began. So it, he's absolutely right. When six teams from each conference make the playoffs, and maybe that changes in the future uh, as as more and more teams enter the the league. <laughs> Eight teams make it. <laughs> more teams, more yeah. playoffs. Uh, we're gonna settle this thing in January. <laughs> God damn it, MLS, you drive me crazy. Listen, I got a pee. We'll be right back. Okay. I don't think anyone ever admits that they have to pee during these things. Like, I, I think that there's, I hope that that's a good, even though it's gross, I hope there's some honesty to that, that you appreciate that. Uh, okay, so headlines this week. Uh, there's no match this weekend, of course, so we have nothing to really preview, nothing to really get super excited about. You already said it. Happy birthday to Nico Lodero. That's awesome. Also, if this start to the season had happened with everyone fit and healthy, then your outrage would be justified. You cannot ignore missing five or six of your key guys. Of course, you won't be as good. I think this is really something to like focus in on. That one coming from former Sounders player, current broadcaster Steve Zakawani. Um, he's he's a guy that uh, will be rightly critical of this team when necessary. Uh, he's but got that cool North London accent he, too. I love it. He does. He's but he's walking this line right now that I think is the debate right now within the Sounders community. Uh, is it time to panic? Uh, is it time to bring somebody in uh, to to play striker? Where do we stand with overhauling this team? Where does the criticism? Uh, how far can it go? Do we give this team a pass for the next month or so in league play as uh, five to six, like he said, five to six players are injured or out or hurt? Yo, check your stuff there, Brandon. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, this one slipped in, uh, slipped, uh, slipped by the keeper here. Not by Stefan Fry, though. Never. This is one from Alexi Lawless. We got a little extra hot garbage. I'm sorry, Seattle. This coming from Alexi Lawless on Twitter. I'm sorry, Seattle. You have lost your crown when it comes to relevancy and when it comes to impact. It's all about Atlanta right now. Atlanta, oh, back off, guy. I know they put 72,000 people into a stadium, okay? They've had a pretty great first year, and we're excited for them to advance the MLS that way. Or MLS, sorry. <laughs> to advance MLS that way. It's a great thing. It's not about who's more relevant. If you want to look at more relevant, take nine years of consistent ticket sales that have put us over 35,000 that whole time. It's settle down, guy. Yeah, I don't think at the end of the year we're competing for relevancy. I don't think that that's who we're trying we're not we're not trying to steal fans from Atlanta. We're not trying to steal fans from a couple thousand miles away to start coming to Sounders games instead of Atlanta. We're games. trying to play them in MLS Cup finals. In December is what we're trying to do. We want the most relevant team. You want to beat the best in order yeah. to be the very best. Um, I don't know. There's probably a witty response for this or something. Uh, yeah. You know what? I'm sorry, Alexi Lawless. You have lost the crown. Ooh. When it comes to hot take punditry and angry redheads, it's all about Taylor Twelman right now. Uh, first of all, Taylor Twelman, not a redhead, Brandon. Two, how dare you? <laughs> I'm Team Ginger all day long. One time, Alexi Lawless waved to me at CenturyLink Field. We are best friends. Oh. I'm taking. I have his back on this. I'm going to hold that against you. Because <laughs> uh, he is a. He also makes country music uh, by himself. That I'm not a. 
I'm I, not here to judge him on his musical tastes. I'm okay? not against country music. I'm just against Alexi Lawless playing it. If, <laughs> well, we don't talk music with anyone. It's Coach Wade Weber of, of uh, SeaTac FC2. <laughs> there we go. Uh, one more, one more message here, and we, there's this from. Sorry, this is my bad. Uh, this is coming from New Hutolo. Uh, just to just the same vein as what we heard from Stephen Fry earlier. We are sorry for a bad start this season. The fans, we need you to the end because we are nothing without you, and we will promise to do better in the next game to give you that smile because you are a twelfth man at the stadium. Thank you. Wrong, wrong twelfth man. <laughs> That's okay. You got those loud shoes. It's hard to talk over them and concentrate. I understand. You know, as hard as it is, as as we've talked about, as as far as fans are being upset and and really taking this out on the front office and the team as we're waiting to see who they're going to sign, who are they going to replace, how are they going to, you know, we still have to find that missing piece uh, after Jordan Morris, uh, Mercer Island's own Jordan Morris. Thank you. With his torn uh, ACL, which repaired. has now been repaired. Yes. Uh, we can rebuild him, but we can't replace him just yet because he's not ready yet. So the this this outrage, right? It's it's. I don't feel like so far it's been directed at the players. The players have have yes, they look like they lack fight. They look like they're lacking a lot of uh, cohesiveness. But I haven't seen anything from the fans, and good on get on us so far. I would say for really turning this towards saying okay. What's the greater picture here? Is this team struggling because of a inherent flaw, or are they struggling because each individual player is just not putting out what they're expected to be doing? I'm curious to see what everyone thinks about Clint Dempsey. Should the match ban for the red card be lifted because of this new evidence that's been submitted where it doesn't look like he actually punched a dude in the wiener? which has been pointed out to me many times on Twitter. I get it. Hit me up at HeyGregor on Twitter, at BrandonMG, that's D-E-N, BrandonMG on Twitter. Do you think it will get lifted? That's my question for you. I think if it doesn't, they, that means they're standing by the ref's decision on the field, but they're also backing a flawed system. I think in order to have any credibility after the fact with the system, you got to put your hand up and be like, yo, we didn't get that right. So we'll do what we can from here, but you have to eat whatever what already happened. It's not a perfect situation by any means, but I think that they will lift the match ban specifically because of how obviously wrong it is when you see this evidence. I think you're wrong. I don't think that they have the balls to to go back and do that. I see what you did there. <laughs> 